Hey everyone, uh, Jared here again, just popping in once again to say that uh, we recorded this a very long time ago. I'll uh, let you know in the pod exactly how long ago, but uh haven't been able to get to it recording-wise, uh, editing-wise, sorry. Um, yeah, so here we are, me doing an intro for another pod that we recorded a long time ago. Good news is uh, we're going to get back to a regular schedule very, very soon, very quickly. Um, man, I sound like Trump right there. Oh, Jesus. Uh, very soon, very quickly. Okay, I'm done. Um, but yeah, we're going to get to back to it. Pretty regular schedule, two, three pods a week, uh, ramping up to the season here. So I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, anyways, uh, this pod's all about the post-draft, post-trades uh, reactions that we had. And so uh, enjoy, and we'll uh, we'll come up with a new pod pretty soon here. See ya. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast, episode 40, coming to you on a Sunday afternoon, you know, November 22nd. We're going to talk all things NBA, free agency, trades, the draft, everything, but as always, I'm Jared, joined here by Jerome and Jake. How you doing, guys? Howdy. Ah! Nice, all right. So I see we're still struggling with the intro, that's fine. It's, uh, it's only 40 in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Over ninety percent of the world sea otters reside in Alaska. Okay, I don't know where that came from, but awesome. What happened to the in NBA Alaska. fact? Yeah, what oh, happened to okay. the NBA? <laughs> A little known fact: um, prior to this draft, <laughs> twenty-eight players from the Kentucky Wildcats were playing in the NBA at one time. Oh, 28% Which of is... otters were playing in the NBA at one point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, I remember, I remember okay. we were talking about it at like the, the, uh, when it was, when the conference finals, how like all the teams had, had Wildcats. Yep. Yeah, we were right. The, the bubble teams. Yeah. yeah. The bubble teams. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe no, it's actually before, super maybe it was impressive. conference semifinals even, I think. Yeah, it was, it was, it was eight teams we were talking about. I think they all had some one at least one kentucky wildcat right 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 that's pretty crazy that's true that is that is crazy that's got to be like tops across all colleges right for yeah. sure um i don't even know who else would contend duke, with them duke, I mean, duke would be the only other one duke okay yeah okay. yeah calipari you know he brings I mean, them in he brings in those talented freshmen he says he has not been shy about saying that's his goal is getting these guys to the nba preparing them yeah yeah which, you know, not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, good on uh, him. Good on him. It's good that some college is there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have so much to talk about. Um, so forewarning for listeners, we are not going to hit everything that's happened. It's it's Sunday. We haven't talked since right before the draft. Uh, we recorded right before the draft. And so we're going to talk the draft a little bit. I mean, we're not draft experts. At least I'm not. I don't no, know if you guys no, pretend to be. Not even, but, um, not even a little bit. I am 30 years into a franchise mode in NBA Live 2005. So, oh, I think I so yeah, you're, you're basically an NBA GM. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, better than Vlade Rock, I can tell you that. Oh yeah, well that's not thirty hard. years. That's probably <laughs> more, more, the the most experienced besides maybe like a Jerry West. Oh yeah, I've seen it thirty all. years in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lockout, Civil War, everything. <laughs> <Civil> war. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna happen. Talking about Captain America, Civil in, War, right? Twenty forty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, we get through it. And we come out stronger as a nation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> oh man, too real, Jake. Too real. <laughs> yeah. So, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we're not going to get to everything <laughs> because there's there's just too much. There's so much that we could talk for like four hours and not get to everything. So yeah. Um, yeah. we're just going to try and hit some highlights instead. We're going to you know do some around the horn sort of action here. I don't know if anyone's seen that. So uh, before we get to it, though, as always, got to do that housekeeping, Jake. Housekeeping. Oh, that was depressed, repressed, eh, suppressed. It's been a long shift. It was pressed. Okay. Yeah. Long, long shift. All right. Um, yeah. But as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so via email at throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That's throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. I promise I will check it at some point. Um, yeah, that's on me. But Jake, where can they find us audio-wise? Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Google Podcasts. I said that already. Tune in. And tune in. Uh, down on the corner, out here in the street, uh, Billy and the Po' Boys are playing. Grab a nickel. Wow. And the Po' Boys? I want a Po' Boy. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, all right. Yeah. People, so that's Jared. the... the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't have them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, with uh, with that awesome transition, let's just uh, let's push forward. Okay, <laughs> Let, let's do this. <laughs> All right. First topic on the docket: quick hitting draft reactions. Go. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my draft. Well, reaction, I'll just. But... Yeah. No, I was just gonna I'll, say, what I'll what are, what are like next... maybe. Two to three takeaways from each of you guys. If you want to go to your next route, go for it, Jerome. Yeah, I'll I'll do my next take. Um, I really liked what they did. You know, in a draft like this, where there really, um, there really wasn't much information on these guys, on most, of, especially the one and done guys. Um, yeah. Least information made, this, draft if, ever, if probably. Yeah, if there was ever a time to go for like you know a four year starter or like you know the guy the non one and done guys, it's this year. You know that maybe yeah. they you can say they have a lower ceiling. But they certainly have a lower, a higher floor, um, and I think those those are the guys you have at least you know one year of information, if not you know two or three. Um, so I really I really did like what they did going for going for uh, the upperclassmen rather than kind of more of a prospecting angle, especially where they were at eight and then like you know end of the first round. Um, I really liked what they did, and then obviously like if you're if you're top of the draft though, like you know. You pick Anthony Edwards, you pick James Wiseman. Like that's you, you got to do that. Those those guys are are solid. But like after the first few picks, there's really everything's up in the air. So I really like what the Knicks did. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm inclined to agree. I like Obi Toppin, dude. I, I like that yeah. dude. I think he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be solid. I think he's gonna be a Roy candidate right away. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's really not a lot of guys going to positions where they'd have that opportunity. So that's part of it. But yeah, I also just true. think he's a, he's a bona fide NBA scorer. I think what he does on offense translate. I think, yeah, he'll have a good shot at that rookie of the year. Um, but yeah, I'm with you overall in terms of upperclassmen. Like I think we're kind of way too far down on them. I saw an article right after the draft that was like kind of bashing the pick because of how um, like upperclassmen drafted in the top 10 in the last 10 years have yielded like only Damian Lillard's the good pick and everybody else kind of busts out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really think that's how you should look at it. I think you should just look at upperclassmen, period, because there's a lot yeah. of success stories later, and it's just like, okay, well, the Knicks happen to move up to eight to draft theirs instead of waiting till 14. Would that skew the data? Like, I, I don't really like yeah. when people limit it to top 10 because, like, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, Fred Van Vliet, awesome story, right? Like he should have been yeah. drafted top 10, but he wasn't. So like, it, yeah, I don't really think where you draft the upperclassmen matters that much. Um, exactly. As long as it's a solid guy. Because also people, it skews the data because people are less likely to draft an upperclassman top 10 anyway. Right, you know? so. right. Exactly. The, the times they do are probably more desperate teams, and then they're gonna they're gonna do things that are maybe don't make sense. Right, right. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Knicks did a great job. Um, uh, obviously, the Hornets screwed it up. You know, uh, classically. <laughs> I don't even think I need to go into why. Balls, drafted. Jordan's coming after you, man. He listens to every any time his name is mentioned anywhere. It becomes personal with him. So you better watch your back. Personal. You yeah, better I watch should, your right? back. I have a hitman out for me. <laughs> But yeah, Lamelo Ball is a bust. Everybody knows it. Um, I'm the only <laughs> one saying it for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> you got to give the kid a chance. Come yeah. on, everyone's no. got. Everyone deserves a chance. No. Okay. The scouting report on Lamelo Ball. You know what everybody keeps saying? Elite size for a point guard. Controls the game with his unique vantage point with impressive creativity and ball handling and playmaking instincts. Gifted ball handler. And then they, you know, deficiencies, struggle to score efficiently throughout his career, can't shoot from three, unorthodox mechanics. What does this sound like to you? Lonzo Ball. Thank sounds you, like, Jacob. Sounds it like sounds like time. Lonzo Ball. Sounds like third ball is the charm. That's no, not true, third, though, because Ball Lonzo is a medical condition. It's not a charm. Okay. Ball coming <laughs> into the NBA was shooting 40% from three in college, and he was pulling up from like Steph Curry range. So people thought he was a shooter. Yeah, no, he'll shoot it, but he's not a shooter. Which is like the difference that people can't seem to delineate from each other. Like a stormtrooper. I guess, yeah. He is like a stormtrooper. He's going to take those shots. He's just never going to hit anything. (laughs) That's a great comparison. Well, I'm not a carpenter, so I don't know much about floors and ceilings, but I actually do agree (laughs) with you guys about the Knicks. At this point, what do they have to lose? They're not, they can't get any worse. So picking a safe, you know, low risk bet <laughs> is not the worst thing in the world. And I think don't scare me like that, Jake. They can't get any worse. Oh my god, don't say <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, they could be the Jets. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, hold on, hold on. At least the Jets have. Oh wait, no, you're right. <laughs> Welcome to the Jerome Bash Hour. Uh, <laughs> Where the yeah. biggest basher is actually Jerome. okay i i I probably will delegitimize the entirety of my takes on this pod by saying this but i have no idea who the number one pick was i don't know him i didn't i don't (laughs) watch any of his highlights no all i know is that he said like a couple days before the draft that he doesn't even like playing basketball yeah i mean those quotes were taken a little out of context it was it was more like he's a football guy coming up right so he's like this weird kind of position where we haven't really seen a guy like he was a huge football prospect for a long time and then really late in his high school career he decided now i'm just going to focus on basketball and he became like a five-star recruit all of a sudden and developed into this you know number one pick um eventually so it's kind of weird because when people asked him that that question i think his answer was like i love watching football for for football is my first love um and he's like i'm not you know i'm not as into watching basketball as i am watching football um, Interesting. and so I think it's like, yeah, maybe he just doesn't enjoy maybe as a TV product. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe it's not a good, yeah. maybe it's not a good sign. So I, like I guess the real question is, did the Timberwolves draft him or did the Vikings draft him? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Very good question. I mean, the Vikings I just, could okay, use some help. Regardless of if it's taken out of context, that's just not the 
smartest thing to say during your interviews that's no. like being on a first date yeah. and being like yeah i'm not a big fan of commitment spending money a family travel well you know what C- yeah. curtis curtis martin in his hall of fame acceptance speech for the nfl said that he didn't really like football <laughs> so it could work right <laughs> yeah no it's it I, I think more what it speaks to in terms of what people are concerned with this kid is his motor, right? How he's just on mm-hmm. the floor. He's not engaged all the time. Like it comes and goes very Wiggins like, which should and that the is crap tr- out of yeah, every exactly. Timberwolves I was say, fan. That's yeah. trouble for a team like the Timberwolves <laughs> that Jimmy lambasted for, you know, having that exact problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm a little worried about that. I hope that they can turn their culture around. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that would benefit this kid the most if they really could do that. They got Ricky Rubio in in a trade later, right? So maybe mm-hmm. he'll he'll bring some, you know, culpability, some responsibility to that franchise. I don't know. It's At this point, though, these guys are so far into the league, Cat and D'Angelo and stuff, that they, I don't know, they're almost at the level where they're the veterans. And so yeah. can you really teach them how to play now? It's it's almost a little too late on that respect. So that's a little worrying. Um but yeah, we'll see. I mean, fit wise, it's the best of the top three picks, right? Like the draft pretty much went chalk as far as analysts were concerned, right? It went yeah. Edwards, yeah, Wiseman, yeah. Ball, back to back to back. And uh, we should probably talk a little bit about the Warriors taking Wiseman at two there and how they. I actually thought they did a good job. They didn't panic and trade him, or didn't panic and try and trade down or into another draft. They just kind of like took him there when he was available. They didn't panic. And what, yep. why I'm saying they didn't panic is because we got the clay news also. And we haven't talked about that, but clay yeah. Thompson tore his there. Achilles in a, in an off season workout here. And um, they found out about yeah. that hours before the draft, um, literal hours. So they easily could have panicked, gone another direction, kind of made a, you know, win now move to try and get a player to replace him this season, mm-hmm. but they didn't, you know, they took it slow. They took Wiseman. And I, I think it's a good decision. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it gives them it gives them size, you know. That's something they haven't really had, yeah. In, since the besides, since like Andrew Bo, the Andrew Boga era, really. Um, right. You know, it gives them a different dimension, and you know, maybe they're sniffing out. Said, "Hey, let's see what you know. We see what AD just did, you know, and, and Joe, Jokic just did. Um, we have to be able to put bodies on those guys, um, you know. And he was an athletic guy." So I, I think it was as well. I agree with you. It's, it's, it's a good move. It's, it's smart. Um, and, you know, it's, it is scary now because Clay Thompson's out. So there's going to be a little bit more pressure on him than there would have been, obviously, if Clay Thompson was playing. Um, but, you know, they have a great culture there, as we know. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they were able to do pretty good stuff with their rookies last year, even though I mean, obviously there was just a, a, a wasted season. Uh, in certain respects, but they did, they got decent play out of their, you know, unheralded rookies. So we'll see what they can do with Wiseman. Yeah. A heralded rookie in this case. Heralded rookie. Yeah. Jake, you were on the Wiseman train the whole time. You were, you're happy about this. Yeah. He's athletic. He's big. He's, he's got, uh, he's got the highest floor, I think out of anybody in the draft. I mean, worst case scenario, he's a solid role player. And in a draft where I had no idea who anybody is, I was like, ah, that's a name I know. <laughs> so that's probably where my take came from. Yeah. Also, yeah, Obi yeah. Topin was only a sophomore. Obi Topin, yeah, he is. He's just, oh, uh, he's 22 already. 
He's oh, that's why already. I saw his age. I thought he was a senior. Why? Yeah. What has happened? Uh, he went to like a prep school, I think, in a year between high school and college, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was just older for his class. So I think that's how you get those years. Um, get him a cane. But yeah, he's ancient at 22. Can you imagine that? Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as the rest of the draft, there's not really, I, there's not much we can say. We're like I said, we're not draft experts. So I, like the most I would say is that obviously Halliburton fell. That was the big story of the night. He fell. He most drafts had him going somewhere between four and seven, I think, and he fell all the way to twelve to the Kings, who kind of just like in weird in a weird like departure from normal Kings fashion, they back flopped into success somehow this off season <laughs> by getting Halliburton. I, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how. So many teams passed on him, but specifically, I don't know how the Suns and the Spurs back-to-back picks did passed up on Halliburton, because I thought he would have been perfect for either of those teams. I thought he would have been perfect as a backup guard, <clears throat> learning behind Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and then you know Chris Paul eventually moves on. He's not going to last forever, and then mm-hmm. you have Halliburton right there in the wings waiting. Uh, and or I thought he'd be perfect for the Spurs. I thought he'd be a great ball mover alongside their young guard rotation, and he can just you know grow into a. I don't know. Maybe the next Tony Parker. Maybe I'm thinking too highly of him, but I just well, thought it was weird is, um, that those two teams didn't draft him. Is he from overseas? Because the Spurs only draft overseas guys. <laughs> he is not. So that's that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They went with Devin Vassell actually out of Florida State. So, um, you know, all by all means, a very good three and D pick. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the the vein of uh, Malik Bridges, um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Eh, it was an interesting draft. It was it was a lot of yeah. fun during the draft. You know, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of rumors flying. Not so many trades as we thought, right? We definitely thought mm-hmm. one of the top picks would move, and they didn't. Um, maybe part yeah, of that, that was, was very the, interesting. Yeah, maybe the Warriors were going to move it, but the Clay yeah. news kind of took them aback, and they, you know. Yeah, I think if Clay Thompson's healthy, maybe they they trade down. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Maybe they do, but yeah. Uh, last thing I'll note, Onyeko Okongwu going to the Hawks. Remember that for later because I really don't know what the Hawks are doing um, in terms of their front court. They the just Hawks don't know what the Hawks are doing. They're yeah, the Hawks competing don't know, for a I guess, championship, so. clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Anyways, that's all the draft thoughts I have. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys have any more, but um, yeah, we can move right from there into free agency if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so much happened right after that, which is. Yeah, that's the frustrating part here uh, from uh, planning out a podcast perspective. It just exploded. The NBA kind of just exploded because we had this weird like week where you had Monday, uh, the moratorium lifted on trades. So we had a bunch of trades happen immediately. And then we had the draft a day later, which was insane, right? And all the, the rumors around that. And then two days later, or, or I guess three days, sorry, on, on Friday, um, free agency started in Friday afternoon and everything has just gone haywire. Um, if I thought the crap hit the fan earlier, well, I wasn't looking hard enough because a bigger crap hit this fan, I guess. Um, Don't you fan it is. Yeah. Well, I said crap and not the other words. So. <laughs> um, anyway, so through all this, I just kind of want to ask you guys right at the top, like what's, do you have a pick for your best signing of free agency? Maybe something you just want to winnow down on right away um, and talk about the most impactful thing. Yeah, I think uh, John Conker signing a four-year deal with Memphis. No, <laughs> no, I think I think honestly, the for me, the the one of the biggest ones was Van Vliet re-signing with uh, Toronto. I thought for huge. sure he was gone. Right, I thought someone yeah. was going to give him a max and he'd be out the door. Um, but it's great. I think this is the best thing for both for both parties. I think it's the best thing for 
the Raptors to get him back, keep that continuity, um, especially seeing that they might be losing, you know, their their big guys. Like at least keep, you know, at least keep the backcourt intact. Um, right. And I think this is the best situation for Van Vliet too, because I think if he gets, if someone gives him a max, that's a lot of pressure. And, you know, then he, maybe he starts pressing. Um, so coming back to a situation he's comfortable in, um, I think that's, I think that's, that's great where the, you know, obviously he's a fan favorite. Um, so I would say in terms of free agency, that would be, that would be the, the best signing. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a, that's huge. Jake, do you have a one on your friend? Um, I think <laughs> the nice Clippers losing Montrez to the Lakers. I don't like it because I don't like Montrez and I don't want him on the Lakers. But it's interesting that a guy would literally just walk across the hallway to the other team. (laughs) (laughs) What that tells me is that there really is, like, as much as we make fun of it, there is a problem in that locker room in terms of guys having opinions about other guys and not being gelled. And I think it's a serious concern. They're still obviously a title contender, but it's not all roses and flip-flops, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think those are two of the biggest deals. I think you guys hit it right, right. on the head. I think Fred Van Vliet staying is huge. He definitely could have, you know, jumped ship for the Knicks. You know, you would have kind of liked that, Jerome, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I would have. They could have thrown more money at him. I don't know the specifics if they did or not, but yeah, that would have been great. Um, but yeah, I think staying there, he he elongates their title contention window for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and as far as Montrez just uh, kind of walking across the hall, like you said, Jake, I also don't like it for the Lakers. We can talk about why later, but it, it does say something to the culture in that locker room. Um, now, since then, they've made some moves that I think are meant to address that maybe. Um, yeah. For example, they brought in Serge Ibaka. Yeah, um, that's huge. Spoiler alert is the guy I thought the Lakers should have signed instead of Montrez because I think he fits better. Um, he provides shooting. He provides better defense. Uh, I think he's just better at this you know, at this point in his career for cool. a, a contender, you know, a title contender. To, to, to be fair, providing any defense is better defense. Then with yeah. Montrez. True, true, yeah. right. So, um, yeah. but I also and think Sir, he's a good Sir culture guy. will smack a fool too if they start acting out. Exactly. <laughs> so think, yeah, I think he's a good culture good guy. For the locker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. People like him. You know, people love yeah. Serge, and he's like yeah. a character in the locker room. But he's also a vet, and he's like a nice guy. But he doesn't tolerate foolishness too. So, like, yeah, I think that's a great pick that'll hopefully help them gel their and locker he's room. Won a championship, which is always useful. And he's won a championship from, from yeah, role players. Some, some yeah. more championship pedigree, which they didn't yeah. really have outside of Kawhi, outside of Kawhi before exactly. last season. So, yeah, huge. Um, that's a huge mix-up. I think the Clippers are probably better for it um, yeah. in yeah. terms of the roster. But yeah, it does say, like you said, Jake, there's problems. There's problems with chemistry, and they're going to have to address those. I'm looking at you, Paul George, um, when I say that. So, <laughs> preach it, Paul. Preacher Paul, yeah, um, yeah. My pick, it's it's hard. There's so much, like we said, like you look, you're just mm-hmm. scrolling down like a list of names here. But I think probably one of the bigger ones, and maybe we can just talk about it right now. I mostly just want to talk about it. I don't know if it's that impactful, but the Gordon Hayward signing, mm, um, okay, for the Hornets. So he declined his option to to recap for people. His uh, last year's player option of his deal with the Celtics. I think it was like for 32 million, maybe something like that. He declined it. And instead he signed um, a four year, $120 million deal with the, or was it three year, 90 million? I don't actually remember. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now, but 
yeah, basically he signed with the the Hornets for a ridiculous amount of money. Um, so yeah. it's it's a slight pay cut in terms of what he would have gotten this year, but you know it elongates him, you know, long term. Oh yeah, okay, here it is, four year, hundred twenty million dollar with the with the Hornets. So he's making thirty million a year. So it's a small pay cut this year, but now he gets thirty million for the next four mm-hmm. years. Um, it's we were texting about this before the pod, and I think I agree with you initially, Jake, when you said like it's a good signing. Um, because he does bring like some veteran leadership. He brings some scoring, some defense. He brings everything the Hornets are missing, right? He brings some legitimacy to the franchise. The problem is I just keep, as, as the day went on and as we slept on it, as I woke up this morning, I kind of thought like, this is just so reminiscent of the Nick Batum stuff. This is a franchise that literally just got off Nick Batum, a guy who was always injured, overrated and paid millions and millions of dollars to basically do nothing after they signed him. Um, a versatile forward who could shoot and play defense is exactly what they thought he was, Nick Batum. Mm-hmm. And they just got off that contract, or they're they're going to have to get off. I think they might have to wave and stretch the final year of the Nick Batum contract to do this. And they're just going to replace him with Gordon Hayward. I just don't... I'm a little worried for the Hornets franchise. They draft LaMelo Ball, who's the flashiest but most bust kind of potential guy mm-hmm. in the draft. I don't, I don't think that's just me saying that either. I think a lot of people agree he has a lot of bust potential as well as the upside that they seem to see in him. Um, and then they do this and they, they draft an, a guy in Gordon Hayward who hasn't had a healthy season in four years. Um, so I, I just don't know. I'm. What do you guys think about it now that we've kind of slept on well, it? This happened yesterday. I think for Gordon Hayward, it's re, it's great because no, I mean yeah. the Boston the Boston media is just it's so rough. You know that um, you know Boston, New York, L.A. The, the, these are tough places to play if. You're a guy if you have had injury potential and you're getting paid a lot of money, or not injury potential, but you've had a lot of injuries and you've been paid a lot of money. Like let's say he resigns there and he plays well and he doesn't get injured, he still has that history there, and every and then they're they're still going to be hitting him up, up for that. Um, so I think it's good he needed to get a fresh start. So for him, it's huge. And I mean, for the Hornets, I mean, what are they really doing? Going to be doing anyway? Like I think. Whoever they signed, it really, really didn't matter that much. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's I think it's fine for them. But that's what we said with Nick Batum, and like that's what we said with Chandler Parsons on Memphis, like not that long ago. And then we found out later that you know it doesn't really matter. These teams are signing them because you know what are they going to spend their cash base on otherwise? But then three years down the road, we're like, wow, this really hamstrings them. They can't make any moves because they got this giant amount of money on the books. That's true. And, and so like I'm just worried this is very short sighted. Um. Like once again, the Hornets just couldn't resist making a swing at, at playoff relevance um, yeah. in the short term. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I like Gordon Hayward as a player. I just think he's so snake bit that yeah. if he gets hurt like he has the last four years, then you're basically just sinking 120 million dollars down the drain for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the one thing that could you know be play in his favor is that it's not like the same thing has been getting injured over and over and over. It has been different things. So it seems it like it's well. He has a better chance for you know to actually have a healthy season. Like if he had kept like hurting his left knee over and over and over, then you could say, yeah, okay, this over. guy, yeah, you know, that's trouble. But it's just been all these different weird things. So and maybe that just means overall he's injury prone. But it could just be you know a string of bad luck. It definitely could be. It could be Keenan Allen, right? Where we, we kept seeing Keenan Allen in the, in the NFL get hurt year after year after year. And people were like, is he injury prone or is he just getting unlucky with all these unrelated injuries? And it turned mm-hmm. out he was just unlucky. You know, he got mm-hmm. healthy. All of a sudden he was like a top 10 receiver in the league. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so it could be that for sure. It's just, you know, Gordon's getting up there. He's over 30 now. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. He's not a young man. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Um, Yeah, that, that was where I would go. So <laughs> transitioning from there, I guess I kind of skipped ahead maybe um, because I was supposed to be talking about the best signing in free agency, but I didn't think that was a great signing. But <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys what your, your choice for like WTF moment so far of the, you know, either – someone signing a free agent or a trade, any of these massive trades yeah, that went Rondo down. Rondo going to the Hawks. I don't understand it for him. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess he's accomplished all championship wise that he has set out to do. And now he just wants money, which I respect. Uh, but it's still peculiar. Like the Hawks, you really mm-hmm. want to play with the Hawks. Yeah. It's, it is kind of hard to understand. I mean, he reportedly he's getting a two year, $15 million deal. Which sounds like a lot, but it's really just the mid-level exception for yeah. two years, um, which I think he could have got from a lot of other people, not just the Hawks. Like he, maybe he could have gotten that from the Clippers. I'm not sure. Although maybe they use that on the pocket. I don't remember. Where where is he from? Maybe he's just trying to you know be closer to family. It could be at that at this. It could be like that stage of his career is like I just want to be close to like my my family. Like I really don't care about you know success at this point. Like. I don't know. It could be something like that. I don't know where he's from, though. I think he's a South a South guy. Down could South. Be. I think he's from Kentucky. I think right. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. yeah, he's from Kentucky. From Louisville. So, it's not that close. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah it is very know, strange. Man. That is a good what? That's a good ooh, a good WTF. Yeah, I'm moment, with you, for Jake. Sure. I, I think a contender definitely would have offered him the same amount of money. Yeah, so. I yeah. think he would have had his pick of the litter to sign whoever he wanted. Anybody would want him as a backup, not for a lot of money. But so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, good for him. I respect all he's done for the Lakers. And now I can go back to hating him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> right back yeah. to this yeah. pantheon of Celtics point guards we can hate again now. <laughs> I like that, Jake. I like that. All right. What about you, Jerome? What's your WTF? Um, for me, got to be the Bogdanovich non-trade. Oh, what yeah. heck happened there? We were so high. Last podcast, we were so high on that trade. So like, high. Perfect. For both teams, really. You know, get, well, wait, no. That was not the one that was good for both teams. That, that was a weird, like, that was a weirdly low return, right? For, yeah. for Bogdanovich. That's right. That, never mind. But it was so good for, for I thought, for Bogdanovich and for, for Milwaukee. Um, yeah. But I guess he just didn't want to go there. He didn't want to be – at that point, he would, probably would have been like the fourth option behind Holiday, obviously Giannis and Middleton. Um, and, you know, I, I guess – I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, but I guess it depends on what what you value. If you want to, you know, get your numbers or you want to win. Like, obviously, that's – if he goes there, that's that's a championship, championship team. Like, there's still a championship team. That's like a championship, championship team. Yeah, you know, yeah. If he brings them a whole new dimension of, of yeah. scoring and so that was yeah. that was so weird to see that just kind of fall through out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, that was definitely that was definitely my uh, WTF moment. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it seems like from from all the reports that basically what happened is the league came in and had to crack down on them because all the other teams in the league were like, "All right, we're we just going to pretend that tampering doesn't exist anymore. We just we're just going <laughs> to throw it out the window. We're not even going to." put up any pretenses because they had agreed to this deal right before free agency started which means um, they had agreed to a deal based on a guy signing a free agent contract gotcha, before it's possible gotcha, for him to do gotcha. that so it was like a blatant 
admitting that you're just skirting the tampering rules. Yeah. So that's okay. what happened. It wasn't that he just didn't want to go there. Yeah, I, that that's what uh, Brian Windhorse reported that. So initially, we thought like, yeah, he didn't want to go there. He didn't. He wasn't alerted that he wanted to had to sign it. Um, but later on, it found you know it was kind of came to light that the NBA was like, uh, teams have been complaining, and you just like blatantly flaunted like tampering in our face. So now we kind of have to investigate you. And so they were like, oh no 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 no, it was just a reported deal. It didn't actually happen. And so they had to back out of it because like nice. otherwise they'd risk like tampering stuff. Um, yeah, and then I guess what happened is that you know Bog Bog hit the free agency market. Maybe, maybe there was some aspect of truth to that too. Maybe he didn't really want to go to Milwaukee. He wanted to go also for more money. Yeah. Maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I'm not in the room with these guys. I'm not a fly. And then all, he so. threw out a bunch of ballots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So he hit free agency and it ends up that he signed an offer sheet with the uh, with the Hawks. Weirdly enough. So oh, okay. Bogwag out here signing uh, offer sheets with the Hawks. Um, he signed apparently a, according to uh, Sham Saranya, he signed a $72 million <laughs> Hawks offer sheet. Um, <laughs> I mean, that you have to say it like that. That's how you say it. I guess, I suppose. No, you, you have to. That's, it's, <laughs> it's in the contract, man. You didn't read that? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, so yeah, the, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if the, the Kings other, match it. The other side, yeah. The other side of this that's interesting is now. What does this do for to Dante Divincenzo? You know, he's saying these guys wanted right. me gone. These guys like, wanted me gone. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I'm expendable. That's a very strange place to be. For was he? Was, is he a third year or second year player now? I think third year. Third year player, yeah. and you know that that's a tough place. That's a tough situation to be in. We've talked about this before. How important confidences in in building up a young player and chemistry as well and and it's tough and i mean at the very least he knows like okay the teammate it's not my teammates that are trading me yeah but but he's also probably questioning like this is Giannis's fault partially yeah very true very true so it's it's a it's a weird situation to be in all around um so we'll we'll see what happens with that um anyway what's your wtf moment jared Oh, I pretty much everything the Hawks and the Pistons have been doing. <laughs> I, I just don't understand those two teams. I I feel like the Pistons are just like cornering the market on big men. deals. They're, they are. They're cornering the market on big men, but they're also just doing deals to do deals. It feels like they, they're just trading for the sake of it. I mean, so we'll start with what happened during on draft night, right? So they traded um, Luke Kennard to the Clippers who, Pretty good acquisition by the Clippers, right? You know, a yeah, scoring guard who can play make a little bit and that's shoot true. it like from outside. Like, mm-hmm. great acquisition for them. Um, they traded him to the Clippers. The Clippers traded uh, Landry Shamit to uh, Brooklyn in return. Um, so Brooklyn gets Shamit, which perfect, perfect compliment huge, yeah. alongside those guys. And then what do the Pistons get? The 19th pick in this draft. Like, what? That's what you got? You traded a guy that you used the number eight pick on not that long ago? For the 19th pick in this week draft? What? I I just well, don't hold understand. On Jared, hold on, Jared. 19 is bigger than 8. Is that not true? <laughs> it's bigger than 8. So maybe they just got their numbers confused. You're right. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. It's very confusing to me. Um, yeah, especially it's a little with that weird, trade. too. Especially because before, I think he got hurt. Um, but he was playing yeah. pretty well. 
last year. Like he, he, he stepped up his game a big a big leap. He was actually doing really really well. Yeah. And so I guess what? Oh, they also got Brogdon Magruder back. So sorry. Yeah, and they picked Sadiq Bay with 19, which I guess a lot of people are high on Sadiq Bay's okay. potential. Um, so I guess you know take that for what it's worth. But it, it just makes no sense to me how you they just keep shipping out their shooting guards. I mean, we saw it with KCP, we yeah. saw it with um, shoot, who was the uh, Reggie Bullock, and now we see it with Luke Kennard. And they just keep shipping these guys out to make room for the next shooting guard who inevitably sucks, and they ship him out. It's like just the yeah. re- I would never want to be drafted by the Pistons because I know in three years when I get better they're going to trade me. Richard <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. Um, so I just, I don't understand that. And then that was just their first move in a long line of confusing stuff because they had Christian Wood, right? A restricted free agent, I think, or, or maybe a free agent period that everybody thought they were just going to resign because he had a, a kind of a great season last year once they traded Andre Drummond away, right? Mm-hmm. He was like a 20 and 10 guy all of a sudden off the bench and he looked great. Um, they just let him walk and he signed with, with the Rockets. So I, I don't understand. Like the whole offseason, everybody was like, "Ooh, who could you? What could you offer the Pistons to get, you know, to get Christian Wood?" And then just and they just let him walk. I don't understand. And then in return, they signed Plumley, Mason Plumley, for the exact same contract that Christian Wood got from the Rockets. They signed him to the exact same contract. So they took Plum Dog from Plum Dog Millionaire from the the from the Nuggets for the exact same amount of money. I just don't understand what they're doing. They're just like well, it looks like the Christian men. Wood was a was a sign and trade. Oh, it was okay. I didn't it see that like they it got might be back. a sign and trade. Okay, but it's still well, kind of up in the air what they're actually I getting mean, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's they're just not firing on all cylinders. They're not. That's, <laughs> that's a good one, Jake. Somebody must have pissed them off. Detroit, 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 Detroit. Yeah, so it's a. It's a reported three-year, $25 million deal with Mason Plumlee that they signed him to. And then they agreed to a three-year, $60 million from with Jeremy Grant. So they basically just that took was like, my, the Nuggets front court. That was my that was secondary uh, That was my secondary WTF. What is Jeremy Grant thinking? Yeah, He's like he just, the perfect role player for any championship team would love to have Jeremy Grant. And he goes to the Pistons? It's especially it. weird when you see that there's reports out there that the Nuggets after him or offered him, sorry, uh, basically the same contract, and he just turned it down to have a bigger role. I guess I don't wanna... get it. I just don't get it. Very strange. And then, uh, yeah, and then the Pistons weren't done there. They also agreed to a two-year deal with Julio Okafor, who's still in the league. So they just, yeah, they exported wow. Christian Wood, this guy they developed into like a very coveted forward, and they signed Mason Plumlee, Jeremy Grant, and Julio Okafor. Yeah. So they just. I just I don't know what the Pistons are doing. They're just accumulating think, bad forwards and shipping out good ones. Do you think it ha- like Dwayne Casey has any say in this? I mean, he's he's an established coach. Like he's a good coach. Is he or is he just kind of at their whim? He's an, uh, he might be out there. I mean, he's definitely not the GM, right? He doesn't yeah. have like yeah, GM yeah. powers, so yeah. he probably has some say. You know, coaches probably have some say, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, maybe the off- front office is just like, okay, it's our time to tank. <laughs> Um, I would expect Blake Griffin to be moved at some point this year, probably. Yeah. Based on these decisions, right? Like I. Yeah. Yeah. It, do you think Blake Griffin strange. can be a contributor on a good team, or do you think he's going to go to like a, a bad team looking to get eyes? Well, we talked it. about it earlier. I kind of think if Blake Griffin's healthy, that he would be great for the Warriors. Perfect fit. Mm. Um, but you know, 
we'll, we'll see. The Warriors yeah, didn't make that move during the draft, which I thought they would, and maybe they're mm-hmm. a little hesitant now that Clay's out and their championship yeah. window seems a little bit closed. Yeah. Um, maybe they don't want to make that move. I don't know. Yeah, and then similarly, I don't know what the Hawks are doing. Like they they drafted Oneko, uh, uh in the draft, right? The the number six guy. Um, yeah. Onyeko Kongwu and. By some accounts, people think he's the most talented center in the draft. Like he could, he has the highest ceiling of anybody drafted more than Wiseman. So, by some accounts, that's good. But now they just have a gluttony of power forwards too. They already had um, John Collins, right? The forgotten man, seemingly for for some weird reason. They remember last year they traded for Clint Capella from the Rockets. So they have Clint Capella just sitting around. Now they have Onyeko Kongwu, and didn't they just sign another forward? Oh, they signed Danilo Gallinari. So now they have like four fours. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Like they're just, yeah. they're doing the same thing as the Pistons. They're just accumulating a bunch of big men for no reason. I don't know. There's a bunch of teams that are making win now moves essentially is what it comes down to. And I don't understand why they're all doing it because none yeah. of them are winners. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. That's how I would put it. That's all I've got. Those are my WTF moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving on a little bit, um, we could talk about the Bucks Drew uh, Drew Holiday deal, right? Because mm-hmm. that was initially reported. We talked about it last podcast. It has since expanded to four teams rather than just a, a swap between the Pelicans and the Bucks. Um, so this new deal, much crazier. Yeah, <laughs> it apparently has a lot more moving pieces. Obviously, it's between four teams, right? Um, but more so than that, here actually, let me look up the the details here. Um, because Shams recently, Shams Sharanya recently uh, put out the the details of the four way trade here. Here it is. So the trade is finally complete, according to this morning. Shams um, Milwaukee gets Drew Holiday just like normal. He also gets number sixty pick Sam Merrill, literally the last pick in the draft. I don't know mm-hmm. how much that'll, that'll turn into. New Orleans uh, now instead of just Eric Bledsoe and the the two first round picks and the two pick swaps from. Uh, Milwaukee. They also get Steven Adams now. So that's a big change. They get yeah. Steven Adams from OKC. OKC horned in on the deal. They now get George Hill. They also got Josh Gray, I think one of the picks uh, in this year's draft that was coming from Milwaukee. Um, Kendrick Williams, Zylan Cheatham. No idea who that is. Cheatham? I, I don't know. Darius Miller, who's like, I guess, a role player. And a 2023 protected first rounder via Denver plus two second round picks. And Denver gets RJ Hampton. So somehow OKC and Denver horned in on this, and OKC ended up with another first-round pick and two second-round picks. Classic. Um, classic. So Presti is just going to, at this point, we were talking about over the pod, he's just going to own the entire 2021 draft. Like, he's just going to have an entire draft of picks. He'll never miss the Flyers. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about this revamp trade? Is it is it better for New Orleans now that they get Steven Adams? I, I actually do think, I think it's so. a good acquisition. Yeah. I mean, if they're losing favors anyways, then it's a replacement in terms of raw defensive skill and and big size. But I don't know. The the Pelicans are interesting. They've done a lot. They have Bledsoe now, right? They do. Um, Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We talked at last pod how Eric Bledsoe is, or sorry, reverse. Drew Holiday is basically what Eric Bledsoe should be, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's slightly better on both ends, I think, especially yeah. on the offensive end. So they just like straight downgraded from Drew, but a similar player, you know, not not that different. Um, but you know what? It, 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 it might not be bad to downgrade if you're thinking about trying to focus around Zion. Very and true. Lonzo very Morrow. true. 
And the and last Lonzo drop, ball. <laughs> and Lonzo ball. Yeah, the last shoe to drop in New Orleans is uh what they if what they, I do mean, all, Ingram? What they do with Brandon Ingram, yeah. yeah. Like by they all accounts they're him. going to re-sign him. It's just yeah. what the deal is. Um yeah. so we'll we'll see when that drops. And then OKC, yeah. Literally shipping out everybody. I don't think there's anybody left from the uh the prime time. The Russell Westbrook era Kevin yeah. Durant prime teams, yeah. right? I mean Steven Adams was the last holdout and now he's gone. Yeah. So Aquaman. Full rebuild. Aquaman's gone. Um, OKC is starting over with with Shea, basically, right? Yeah. And then a bunch yeah. of vets around him right now, seemingly d- discarded. Yeah, vets. they went they went full reboot. They did a soft reboot last year. Now yeah. they're going full reboot. Wait, full Gallinari reboot. is at the Hawks, right? Yeah, yeah. so that was part yeah, of the thing that I said. Hawks. Wow. They, they they signed him. They have a bunch of people. Just they're going win hodgepodge. Yeah, which. I mean, at least I guess what I can say for the Hawks is at least they're finally making moves to help Trey Young, right? Like that was the yeah. knock on them last year. They made no moves. They just mm-hmm. keep drafting these young underperforming guys. So they made moves. We'll, we'll see if they pay mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, Night moves. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. And uh, so we've talked for how long now is this? 43 minutes. And we're like... Mm-hmm. We're barely scratching the surface with some of these deals, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. So, like, a few topics that I just kind of wanted to brush on. You can expand on them if you want. Please do. Um, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to mention how in this free agency, it seems like shooters are getting paid and anybody represented by Clutch Sports is being paid. <laughs> right? So, Joe Harris got four years, $75 million to return to the Nets, which mm-hmm. is quite a lot for yeah. a shooter. But I mean, I like Joe Harris. He's a great player, yeah. but I think they needed to do that. Million. I think they did to, to keep him right. Yeah. I think other, other offers in similar vein were out there. So yeah, they had shooters in just such high demand. Right. And then Davis Bertans, right now, yeah. or I guess I heard someone talk about him on the, on a podcast the other day and they, they pronounced it Davis. Um, and he was actually, oh, okay. he's a guy that was close. I forget who it was. Kevin Clark, maybe I think, I think it was Kevin Clark <laughs> on a, on a, yeah, I think it was Kevin Clark. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, he pronounced it Davis Bertans. So maybe that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, Davis or Davis. Um, but he got five years. Right, Dave, take it easy. <laughs> to stay with the Wizards? Yeah. Is that what it was? To stay with the Wizards. He got five years, 80 million. So I don't know. I was listening to the starters. God, I'm never going to stop calling them the starters. But I was listening to No Dunks this morning, and they were talking about <laughs> who would you rather have? Joe Harris, four years for 75, or Davis Bertans for five years, 80? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. They're kind of similar, yeah. right? Joe Harris is a little bit yeah. more of a playmaker and defender. Um, yeah, I think I'd rather Bertans have Joe Harris. Smaller? <laughs> yeah, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Not everything is Lonzo J. Uh, and then yeah. So if you guys don't have any takes on those, we can talk about Clutch just getting paid. Like KCP returning to the Lakers, uh, three years, forty million dollars. Okay, actually, I do want to talk about this. Um, I thought mm-hmm. the point of paying KCP over the last four years was that that was the payday. He was getting a payday when he didn't deserve it, and now he was going to give us a deal. And now he wants another payday, which is just a little frustrating for me as a Lakers fan. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, Jake. I think we paid him like $18 million, uh two years ago to, yeah. for one year. And now he's he just got a lot of money. I, I don't know. He's really cashing in he, on he, that. He was he was pretty he's pretty important though for the for the run. Yeah. And that, that yeah, and that's the run. he has us kind of bent over a barrel, Rich Paul does, right? Yeah. So like yeah. he knows we need him because there's no other wings in the market. Um Montrose Harrell, another clutch agent, 
uh, signee, I guess. Um, so he got the, we didn't talk about his contract, but he got the full mid-level. So he got two years for 19 million from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think the second year is a player option. So okay. uh, Jordan Clarkson, another clutch agent signed back with Utah for four years, 52 million. Good God. That's a lot of wow, money that's for, a, that's a, a lot of years for Jordan Clarkson. Also, it's a lot of years and a lot of money. Um, I mean, he played well for them. Don't get me wrong. Like that's he, true. He was like their six man, you know, he was there. Yeah. But, and they played a lot better once he came to the team in that trade mid season. But true. God, that's a lot of money and a lot of years. Like you said, I'm always worried um, about wary about fairly one dimensional players though. Yeah. Giving them the big, it, it giving has them the to big bucks, you. long years. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out for them. Um, They did. I I also saw that they did re-sign Donovan Mitchell to a huge super max extension. They had to just today. So that, yeah, no, it's just good for them. It's good that they, they got him to sign on the dotted line. So Uh, two last clutch agent clutch, uh, sorry, clutch guys getting signed. Nerlens Noel got a year for 5 million. That's one of my favorite names in the NBA. Nerlens. It's great. Nerlens Noel. It's a great name. Where'd he sign? I don't remember. I didn't write it down in my notes. I'm going to do that next <laughs> time, I think. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nerlens Noel well signed somewhere. I, I've always <laughs> liked him, I like, I, but he just, I don't know. He, he he always seemed like he thinks he's better. Like he thinks he's more than he actually oh, is. He went to the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, wait, no. I love him. I love Nerland Snow. There's no flaws whatsoever. The Knicks just have no. all the rejects from the past 10 years. They got so they, Dennis Smith, um, Julius Randle. Uh, Alfred Payton. He resigned with them this offseason. I've said this there before, but my what really sums up Knicks fandom is uh, when the Knicks drafted Nilekina ahead of um, Dennis Smith Jr., the Knicks yeah. were like, "What are you guys doing? You got to get Dennis Smith." And then we have both of them now. now you have both and like, what are you guys doing, Dennis Smith? What are you doing? It's pretty bad, man. Uh, it's oh, a beautiful boy. thing. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, and the, sorry, the last clutch guy, just really quickly, Tristan Thompson, two years, nineteen million. To the Celtics, right? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good that's a good deal for them. They need rebounding, and I do too. If there's one thing Tristan Thompson can do, it's rebound. He can. He can rebound. He can defend, and he can switch. Which yeah. is, is they needed giving big... up on pursuing Miles Turner. Then I think so. I think what they probably did is they offered uh, Hayward in a sign and trade uh-huh. to the Pacers, and they they probably wanted a little too much back. Is what the sense I'm getting? Like they wanted uh, both Turner and Oladipo, maybe for like just Hayward in return. And the Pacers are like, uh, no, we were thinking more like we'd trade you nobody <laughs> to take the contract. Um, so I, I think what ended up happening is that, yeah, Hayward then turned down his, his contract didn't sign and trade with the Boston and just went straight to the Pelicans. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think they're giving up on Turner, Jake, um, at least for the time being, you know, something can happen during the year, right? It's not out of, out of possible realm of possibility there. Um, but yeah, clutch gets paid. Everybody in clutch, just just getting that money, man. There's there's no slight recession. There's no COVID for them. They're just getting that money. Um, <laughs> yeah. So moving on from that, uh, I kind of want to finish up here with uh, some some stuff we've already mentioned, some stuff we haven't. Um, we talked about Van Vliet going back to Toronto. We don't have to talk about this. We we talked about Gordon Hayward thoughts. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get just overall one or maybe two or three, you know, however many you guys got 
team that you just want to, you want to highlight a specific team going mm-hmm. forward, everything that they did, uh, you know, good or bad, what yeah. they've done so far this off season. Well, I think um, I, I'd, I'd like to talk about the Sixers. I think they've really been doing oh, a wouldn't. lot of good stuff. I really like what they've been doing. Yeah. Cause I mean, I first things first, addition by subtraction they were actually able to move al horford i did not think they'd be able to do it i thought that'd be really a rough thing for them to try to do but they were able to move al horford and that's awesome for not only for the sixers that's great for al horford i think he still has more in the tank i think he looked really bad just because of the fit and especially since the thunder traded steven adams it's not going to be the same situation where he you know he's he's either playing with another big you know, or, um, right. You know, or, or you were coming off the bench, something like that. He can kind of be Al Horford again, which is awesome for him. Cause I really, I really like Al Horford. Um, it's just, it was just such an obviously bad fit in, in, uh, Philly. So that was huge. And then they also do get, you know, Danny green back in that, in, in that trade. Um, they do, but and, they had to, you know, we, they we, had brag, to on, we brag on Danny green, but I mean, he's still a useful guy. He is. Sure. He definitely yeah. is. And what were you yeah. saying? I was just saying they, they had to give it two first round picks because they did the yeah. deal with the loan yeah. shark of the NBA, Sam Presti. Yeah. And you, but you, you, gotta, you have to though. You have, you have to. You, to. Have, you have to get you ha- you they had to get rid of that they Al did. Horford deal. And yeah. I would say that's still kind of cheap, you know. Um, yeah, and they got like you said, Danny Green is is he's made fun of a little bit, but he fits perfectly for that roster. Absolutely. They need shooting. Right. Three and D, yeah. Yeah, yeah. three and D. For sure. Who doesn't so. need three and D? Yeah, everybody needs it. Yeah. So, I I agree with you. I think that's yeah. a great. I think they've that, had a great off season. I think yeah. Maury did. Uh, and when he traded uh, Richardson out and yeah. got Seth Curry back, for that's Curry, huge. Yeah, you know, um, so, you know, I think they did pretty well in the draft overall. Um, I think so too. Yeah, you know, they, and they got guys still waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? With Harden, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see what happens there. But this really, it, it, just just getting rid of if they had if all they had done was get you know trade Al Horford, that would have already put him in such a good spot. But then they also pick yeah. up Danny Green and Seth Curry, and that's that's just so so huge for them. I think it is that puts them in a it, much better spot. Going to be yeah. great next. Well, not, maybe not great, but it, because they still yeah. have Simmons and Embiid on the same team, but it'll yeah, be much yeah, yeah. better, much improved. This gives them the best shot with those two guys, I think. Right, right. Because we were talking about how much it hurt them to get to not just let um, JJ Redick walk. And then they get right. two, you know, similar type of shooting uh, back now. Um, and, and that's big. And, and Curry can play make a little bit as well. Um, so, you know, it, 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 I really like what they did, what they've done so far. We'll see if they do anything else, but um, already <laughs> it's just, it's great. It is hilarious to me is how we went from like, the Sixers under Elton Brand, like, how are they going to get off these contracts? How are they going to yeah. do this? Their team is so messed up. To like, in one month, Daryl Morey like completely solved all their issues. Well, yeah, it's funny. It's <laughs> funny what happens when you have an actual GM. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Oh man. Um, and the cool thing, another cool thing, uh, besides what you, everything you said, um, is that they've kind of made this versatile to whatever they want to do with James Harden, right? If they're no, mm-hmm. if they don't end up bringing him in. This is still a much better improved team around Absolutely. Ben Simmons um, and Bead combo. But if you end up trading presumably Simmons out for James Harden in return, still a great team. Exactly who you want to put around James Harden, a bunch of shooters, yep. right? And Embiid. Yep. So great versatility decisions. I think the Sixers have greatly improved. I'm with yeah. you 100%. Absolutely. What about you, Jake? You got a team you want to highlight? 
I was going to say the same the thing, actually, about the 76ers. Uh, but, yeah, oh. I'll go with the Lakers. Um, I think there wasn't much you had to do. This core is there. A lot of the role players we've retained. Um, we added another big guy. We lost Dwight, which is a shame. We lost Bradley. Um, but I think they're in position to, to win another championship. I don't think there's anything more that they need. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think I definitely... They definitely improved, right? I mean, you bringing so? in Schroeder, definitely, I think so. I think hmm. bringing in Schroeder and and as much as we don't really like the defensive, you know, downside of um, Montrez, I think Schroeder-Montrez gives us a reasonable facsimile of the Lutra-Montrez uh, combo that the Clippers have been mm-hmm. using in the regular season the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the moves Lakers made were for the regular season because – yeah. In my mind, they're thinking this is a really short turnaround. We have LeBron and AD, which is basically the way we're going to win championships. And we just need to keep them intact. So the way we're going to win is we're going to sign guys that can carry the offensive load during the regular season so that they can ease into it and not get hurt. And we have them in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I think the shooter combo with Montrez, I think that's great. That's exactly what we need for a regular season. And I think shooter can contribute definitely in the playoffs and yeah. maybe Trez. And we've, we've seen him contribute in playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I do like that. I do like those moves. I really wish they had signed Ibaka instead of, yeah. because he basically yeah. signed for the same amount as Trez. Um, and Ibaka spaces the floor. He can actually play alongside AD and not just without him. Uh, he's also a better defender than, than Montrez, obviously. Um, and I just think defense is the calling card of the Lakers and they really needed to maintain that. We shipped out a lot of defenders, right? We got rid of Danny which you can say what you want about Danny Green, but he's still a solid defender. Maybe he's not amazing like he once was, but he's solid. Mm-hmm. We shipped yeah, Avery Bradley left us a free agency. That was underrated. He's signing with the Heat. Was it the Celtics or the Heat? Oh, the Heat, right. The heat, that's for big for the Heat. So I that's think. big. I mean, we didn't have him in the bubble, so maybe we don't miss him that much, but during mm-hmm. the regular season, he was huge for us. Yeah. It would have been nice to have to keep Bradley, I think, right. for the Lakers. Right. Dwight Howard left, who like say what you want about Dwight Howard, but he was part of the defense being great in the in you know the playoffs. Yeah, for especially against there. Jokic. Exactly, he disrupted Jokic for a game or two, so that was important. So we lost three key guys on defense, and now there's rumors that they're trying to get rid of Javale McGee for something. I don't know why. Um, maybe to bring in Marc Gasol, who yeah. I thought was cooked last season with the Raptors. So I don't know why you're bringing Marc Gasol in, but yeah, I'm yeah. a little worried. For the defense, yeah, you only. you want you want a, a swift-footed center if you're the Lakers, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So Robert, that Swift. that does worry me. Robert Swift, yeah, that does worry me. And then, so yeah, yeah. I guess I fall where you fall, Jake. I'm encouraged, but also a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, we'll see, though. You know, a lot of other teams got much better. That's really the rub, right? A lot of teams got way better. Like the Bucks with just Drew Holiday, even though it's not Drew plus Bog Bog, they still get a lot better with Drew Holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat get better yeah. when they sign Avery Bradley and when, you know, each of their young guys are going to take a step forward. The Clippers, yeah. I think, got better. They kinda, yeah, the Heat are basically running it back with Avery Bradley, which is, which right. is big. They did lose um, uh, Jay Crowder, who was who yeah. played, a, you know, a big role for them in their run. But I mean, you know, it, it's Jay Crowder. He's not like, you know, the, the, the most important guy on that team. And, right. you know, and we'll see Suns, right? Bam's still young, you know? Yeah. He's with the Suns now, which act, that's a big, that's a good move for the Suns, by the Pretty way, good. I think. Yeah. 
Genji. Yeah. Definitely. To pair with, with Chris Paul. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of interesting moves for sure. Yeah, that's who actually I was going to highlight. Uh, but I'll switch uh, from highlighting the Suns um, because we just said, you know, we think we already talked about the Chris Paul ad infinitum. Um, but I think Drake Crowder is a great signing for them. I think another 3 and D guy, you can't go wrong. Um, but I actually want to talk about Portland because I've been thinking about it since the last pod. They haven't done much. Mm-hmm. I think since then, the mm-hmm. only thing they've done is re-signed Carmelo to a one-year mid. Yep. yep. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I like the simplicity of just bringing in Covington because yeah, sometimes you don't disrupt too much. Yeah, you don't disrupt too much. You have nice continuity with your team. And you added a guy who's going to be very versatile. I mean, not only is he going to add some defense to your wing in your Nurkic minutes, right? That's going to help Nurkic a lot to have another guy who plays defense. But he can also very clearly, as we saw with the Rockets, he can be your small ball center for some time. So they can yeah. they can shift yeah. immediately to a sort of pseudo pocket rocket style when Nurkic goes out of the game. And that can be, a, you know, that yeah. change in styles, that shift to like a run and gun all of a sudden out of, you know, no center like Nurkic in the middle. That can really disrupt teams if you have like two kind of ways yeah. you can it's, play. Especially so. since, especially since their strength is their guard play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and this team's always going to go as far as Dame takes them, and you just need to improve around yep. the periphery. And I think they they really yeah. did that by not changing yeah. too much of the chemistry and you know, importing yeah. you know Covington. So I actually really like the Blazers off season. Weirdly yeah. enough, and I um, think that that move actually gets so much better when you factor in that clay thompson got injured unfortunately you know you hate to, right. see, to see it but that that does give them a better window to to compete yeah it does yeah they also they also added Derek jones jr who like yeah i think he's a good young guy he, he could yeah. do something um he's just a bit player you know he's not like a star or anything but i again i think these moves around the periphery are underrated in a lot of teams mm-hmm. um so i i really like their their offseason so uh, what, what one thing that the warriors did they were able to pick up uh kelly Oubre, which i think that that's a that's a big move the most um, expensive addition this year i think that's that's a good move for them um you know he's a, he's a solid young guy he can do a little bit of a lot of different things um i i, I really like that and i get apparently they got Bazemore. you know b- yeah, bigger Bazemore. guy he can score yeah so they're, they're doing they're, they're doing some good things, I think. Um, so I think the Warriors, you know, you lose a guy like Thompson, you can't, you're not going to replace that. But I think they've been doing a, a pretty good job. Like Ubre is a pretty good defender, if I recall. Um, yeah, he had he had some good defensive moments with the Suns. Yeah. He definitely improved from his Wizards yeah. days. Um, yeah. As everybody seems to. Uh. <laughs> yeah. How can you not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I agree. Then, I think he's, he's, yeah. he's a great pickup. So those are kind of maybe slightly more under the radar. Another possible under the radar one is Augustine going to the Bucks. He's a he's you know Ooh. solid backup point guard. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really have that last year. They really didn't have that last year. They um, didn't. Yeah. They had George and, Hill, who's not really a, a point guard. He's more yeah. at this point. He's basically just a spot up shooter. Exactly. So I think and, and we saw Augustine play well against the Bucks in. Um, in the playoffs with, 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 or with the magic. We did. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's, uh, I think that that's probably a sneaky, a sneaky move that the bucks, that the bucks made just picking him up. Anytime um, just you get a former Charlotte Bobcat, it's a win. 
<laughs> oh, thanks for bringing us back around, Jake. Give us some perspective. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But I think that that'll be big for them because they just they needed someone off the bench to, that could that could really you know lead an offense. And if there's one thing that Augustine can do, it's it's exactly that: lead the off, come off the bench, lead the offense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a bunch more moves we didn't talk about. Dwight Howard yeah. of the Sixers as a backup center. Yeah, Gordon that's Gargan what in Myers Leonard resigning with the Heat and Malik yeah. Beasley resigning with the Timberwolves, even though he has like a, a rest worn out for him right now. There's a whole situation. Um, a bunch of stuff happening, right? I mean, Derek Favors went back to the Jazz. How's that going to work? Um, interesting. Interesting. Very weird. His one year year his one year abroad in New Orleans apparently didn't gel with him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about. I just don't know if we have time to get to it all. So I think we did a pretty good recap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And anything that pops up in, in you know, later days, we can we can come back and talk about. I'm sure there's a lot more moves left. Oh, Paul Millsap re-signed with the Nuggets. Just one more. Paul Millsap oh. re-signed with the Nuggets. For much less. I think the middle of exception, but yeah. Did we talk uh, about Wes Matthews with the Lakers? Did you mention him, Jake? Maybe. Because uh, that, that's not. something you were talking about last time. You, you yeah. two were talking about that last part. You're like, well, I really hope we get Wes Matthews. Yeah, last yeah. pod, I, I was super stoked for that. Yeah, and, and they the got, and they did it. Now. So that that's yeah. a, that's a huge move for them. I think he basically replaces Danny Green, right? Exactly. Um, yes. Which is is great. Yeah. You know, I, I love Wes Matthews. I've always loved him ever since he was yeah. a Blazer. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked for that. I don't know about you, Jake. Yeah, I think that was that. Now that I think of it, the Lakers did get better because that I think he's an upgrade over Danny Green. Yeah, at the very least, he's like a lateral move, right? Yeah. At the very like he's you don't you don't lose minus don't the lose memes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we didn't go over everything, but we went over the big things, and I think yeah, I think the whole league is kind of just waiting for the Russell Westbrook and James Harden stuff yeah. right now. I don't I think. think do the Rockets really have any reason to trade James Harden right now? Um, I mean, if he holds them hostage, like. Anthony Davis did to the Pelicans, then yes. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's, I that's true. really it. That's really it. If he's not going to do that, if, he, if he's not going to be like, I refuse to play to not hurt myself, um, which maybe James Harden wouldn't do. It's really hard to see an MVP like candidate kind of guy doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he does do it though, then I think you kind of have to, you're forced to, you can't just yeah. eat his salary for a year. Yeah, that's uh, true. Plus, this is probably peak trade offer stuff. Like, if you can get Ben Simmons right now from the show, like, That's I think true. you put aside any bad taste it leaves in your mouth from dealing with your former GM and you just do it to get Ben Simmons, a, a young stud, to run your new yeah. team. Yeah. That's, good. Um, That's a good point. You know, and then extract as many picks and other things that you can get from Maury. Um, yeah. It'll definitely be interesting. Like, that, 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 those are really the, the two biggest things left besides. The, the re-signings that we assume will happen, i.e., you know, Davis going back and uh, and Ingram going back oh, yeah. uh, to their yeah. teams. But th- that's you know, really what's the big things that are left. And I'm, I'm going to say it again. I still think Russ to the Knicks is a good deal right now. Yeah, I, I think I so, I like too. that for both teams. I think if you can get off Russ that easily, then I think you should do it as the Rockets. And if I think you can get Russ and use him to like kind of run the show for some of these young guys. Yeah. I think Russ would be great for Obi Toppin 
Obi Toppin could just turn into the Amari Stoudemire of your team and run and be athletic and yeah. dunk. And like Wolverine throws it to him. So I really want that to happen, which is Thomas, weird. Then no, then no one can shoot on that team. <laughs> no one can shoot on that team. But shooting's overrated, right? <laughs> it's not like it gets you paid. Oh, oh wait. yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, point that's guard all and a shooting guard that can't shoot. Uh, point guard and a shooting guard. Yeah. They'll all learn to shoot together. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Uh, yeah. Any last uh, things you want to talk about? Any topics you want to bring up, Jerome or Jake? Uh, I think that's. Uh, no, I think we ran through what game, I wanted but... to talk about. We did. God, yeah. it was a marathon, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, coming down the line, I think we'll we'll probably have a couple of pods. Um, we'll definitely have an emergency pod if either of those two big yeah. trades happens, yeah. Russ or, or James Harden, right? But I think barring one of those moves, we'll have a a pod midweek to talk about um, maybe some some team highlights. You know, we'll go in specifically on teams prior to the season. You know, what they're going to do, what we think their outlook looks like. Maybe just kind of look at how the the top of each conference is shaking out, um, and and how we see each contender going forward. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are things to look out for. Um, we'll, we'll get back to you middle of the week, like I said. And that's it. Final words of wisdom. The dogs are barking and get a boo. <laughs> yeah, who, what, whose dogs are those? Is that uh, the dog across the street? Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, get a boo from Jake. Who are you, Drew? It's been a fun off season so far. Let's uh, see if we get some more crazy stuff going down. Oh, yeah. It's been great. I love the crazy stuff. Um, all right. Well, for them and for me, thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.